Hey, besties! Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy with Christian. And Bree. Sorry for the lateness of this episode. Yeah, I got really sick. We I mean, you. I got really sick and I lost my voice, but it's mostly back now. So we're finally recording. I have a little bit of a vocal fry. It's okay. Yeah, it's just a little bit. bit. It's fine. This is like the best my voice has ever sounded to my ears. Yeah, it sounds a lot better than what I've heard. So, Like in life or in the past week? (laughs) In the past week. (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, but yes, we are pretty late. But we're back and better than ever, so uh, mm, well, we're, we're back in action, at least. Yeah, we're back in action, that's for sure. Better than ever. I'm still at only, like, we're better. 65%. We're better than we once were. Oh, yes. Always escalating, is what I like to say. Yeah, it's never ending. Always linear. That Anyways. was always exponential growth, exponential, is what you have. yeah, not linear. Dumbass. I'm a business major, <laughs> leave me alone. I'm a communications major, it's not that much better. <laughs> I, I think we should hide the topic a little bit and just go into our opener. Okay. Because I think it'll be fun. All so, right, so do you want to start? Yes, I do want to start. Okay. So we're going to be talking about our worst dates. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm excited for this. I am so excited because I don't think I really talked about the extent of how bad my date was. I, you shared some of it, <laughs> it but I don't so think bad. the full extent of it. I don't think it's really hit. It hit me again last night because I was thinking about it in the shower and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was really bad. Okay, so I'll just get into it. So I met this girl at work and she was like a customer and she gave me her phone number and we were talking a little bit and she was like, yeah, let's go out sometime. And I was so excited i was like yes i'm getting attention this is great yeah Yeah, i i love attention we know we know i love it um but anyways um so i being the the motherly chef that i am decided to make us pad thai for dinner Mm -hmm. which was bad on two different accounts because one it was at my apartment right i had no escape Right. You can just be like, oh, I have to go feed my dog. Yeah, because he was there. Right. <laughs> and then two, I showed that I am wifeable with my pad thai skills. Right. So that was two hits in one. And yeah, that then, was your mistake. That was my mistake. She wanted to watch Euphoria, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And so instead of putting it on the TV, she pulls out her phone and sets it down on the coffee table to watch Euphoria. And I was like, there is a TV 10 feet in front of us. <laughs> But okay, I guess we can do this instead. And then about like a quarter into the episode, she gets a text. She looks at it, and I didn't look at it because I'm not that kind of nosy. I'm a right. different kind of nosy. Right. Um, I would have looked at it because it's on the phone. It's on her phone. I yeah. Been... Well, she like kind of took it away really quickly, so I gotcha, didn't really get gotcha. too much of a chance. Right, yeah. And then she goes, "I forgot that I had to, an appointment to go get a tattoo. Would you like to go with?" And for some reason, I said yes. Right. So we went and did that, and then she left her face mask in my car because this was during pandemic, mm-hmm. well, um, yeah. obviously, yeah, because I was in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but she left her face mask in my car and then was like, oh my goodness, I can come get it like in a couple of days. And then I just never responded to her texts because she also had trauma dumped on me. Right. Forgot about that part. Yeah. She dumped like her entire life story onto me while we were sitting on the couch and I was just kind of like, uh... I feel like that's a common thing with like <laughs> gays going on like, or queer people just going on dates. It's like, or at least, I don't know, at least in like the gay male community, it's like, 
what was your coming out story? And it's like, I don't want to share that on a first date. Well, I, yeah, but that's if you ask. Like, someone right. asks for it generally. For I did not ask. Date, for a first date, that's a little... Especially because hers wasn't just like, oh, coming out was... It was kind of hard because I was, like, nervous. No, she was, like, traumatized. It was really bad. I'm not going to get into the details, right. obviously. Right, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. But sure. it, it was, like, really bad, and I was just kind of like... Uh, this is my, like, second time seeing you in person. Right. This is a lot. Yeah, I don't need to know all this yeah. first time, like, actually hanging out. But then, three months later, she texted me and was like, hey. Did you respond? <laughs> I did, after, like, a week, and then she didn't say anything back. Okay. So, yeah. it was a fu- it was more out of curiosity that I responded. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my worst date story. Yeah, I guess my turn. Yeah, your um, turn. <laughs> <laughs> mine, um, we matched on Tinder. So, little backstory i've been talking to a guy previously before i went on this date and like we had been talking for like a couple months like just like two or three months and then like all of a sudden like that week like just like collapsed like just did not work out so i was really upset got back on tinder as one does and matched with this guy and i was like we were like chatting it was like midnight when we were chatting like 1 a.m mm-hmm. or whatever so he was drunk i think when he was messaging me but i was oh, like the best time right so that this was on like a wednesday morning like it's like if you're going based on the day it was morning because it was like mm-hmm. 1 a.m and um we were like, yeah, blah, 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 like, we should, like, hang out on Thursday, because Thursday was Valentine's Day, and I was like, mm. oh, this would be fun, like, I've never had a Valentine's date before, this will be fun. Cute. So we added each other on Snapchat, and, like, we kind of chit-chatting before we went on the date, and I was, like, super happy, because, like, okay, I can, like, move on from the bad guy, move on to this guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we go to Panera, of mm-hmm. all places, that's where he recommended we go Good to date get... spot, good date spot. Not at all, <laughs> awful. It was, I, at the time, I was like, oh my god, he's taking me to Panera, it's gonna be so nice, because my standards were set so low. Was this freshman year? Yeah, this is freshman yeah. year. My standards were really low, and so this is like my also my first date with a guy ever. So I was very mm-hmm. excited. So of course I was excited about going to Panera because mm-hmm. it was my first date. Yeah, you so, were a baby. Yeah, I was a gaby. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, you, you really and were. so we went to Panera and we were just I showed up like at the time we said we were gonna get there and Five minutes go by, still not, he didn't show up. Ten minutes goes by, he didn't show up. Fifteen minutes goes by, twenty minutes goes by. Finally, I get a text from him. Sorry, I took my dog out. Girl, girl, it took you twenty minutes to take your dog out. He lives in a house, he has a backyard. I was like, girl, it took you twenty minutes to take As your dog, dog out. As a dog owner? Um, that's a lie. Yeah, I know. I was like, you just didn't want to come on the date, but it's fine. So he shows up. I had already ordered food. Or no, I actually waited to order food. I was going to be polite. Were you just like sitting there? Yeah, just sitting there. Right. And so um, he finally showed up and we sat down and it ended up being like a bit awkward at first. Like I was because I was like kind of nervous. Well, yeah, it's a first date. Right. But like, I mean, I've never like met him in person before. So it was kind of weird to like Mm -hmm. see him. I just felt the breeze from your window, and yeah, oh my, my god, it right felt now. so nice. No, that's what I was <laughs> that talking felt about. So nice. Like I wasn't joking. The breeze right now is so I'm good. I'm so ready for fall. It's, anyways, it's autumn. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited. Happy autumn, everybody. Yes. Um. Anyways. Um. Yeah. So he showed up late, and like we like sat there for like an hour until like Panera closed, and then we had to get kicked out. Um, ended up being fine, but like it was just like the whole showing up late thing. I was like that. Yeah. And the thing is that we kept talking for like a couple months <laughs> did you ever go on another date we did we ended okay. up like being like an unofficial thing mm. this is one that you know mm-hmm. personally yeah i'm mostly asking questions to supplement your story right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's not really not that interesting but yeah this guy ended up being really bad for me and yeah, um in yeah, the long babe. run really started off my breakdown of my former self i was like and to now say look at you you little butterfly ahaha <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like bird. I don't, I don't know. know. I, <laughs> I don't 
don't know how to respond to that. You don't have to. You don't have to respond to that. Thank you. Thank you for that out. So that is my bad date. That's our bad date stories. Yeah. We were doing that to introduce our topic, which is hookup culture. Yes, mama. And along with a little sprinkle of like how dating apps have influenced modern dating, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Pretty this fun is all topic. you. I'm just here yeah. for the ride. So um, in the past, we've shown each other our research, but I've kept this one under lock and key for like three weeks. <laughs> honestly, I'm excited because I had it. You know my week. takes on like hookup culture and everything. Oh yeah, I do. So, oh, we're gonna so, get into it. It's oh, I'm very fun. excited for this. I'm into the history of it too. It's. Um, Okay. I'm so okay. Let's just get into it. Okay, so for those who don't know, a hookup culture is something that encourages casual sex without any emotional intimacy mm-hmm. or the like um, intention Sorry, of becoming like a stronger relationship. Right. Yeah, it's mostly seen in Western culture, so like American, mm-hmm. obviously, especially mm-hmm. in college settings, yes. which we are in at the moment. Yes. Not and um, people that have studied it uh, believe that it's a way to achieve instant gratification fill emotional voids and possibly find long-term relationships but that's not necessarily the right goal. yeah could not be me could not engage in this at all um, yeah well would you say that the area that we're in is a hookup culture oh a hundred percent for sure i don't know a single person who hasn't well other than myself who hasn't done a hookup but well like, a hookup doesn't mean like sex it's just oh. a sexual encounter okay so then yes I have hooked up <laughs> exactly <before>. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay like, well, well um, that by that definition by that definition we're gonna move on <laughs> we're gonna move on to the history of it it began in the 1800s with um everyone's favorite white fratties <laughs> but the hookup was much less <laughs> <laughs> It was so long. I'm sorry. The hookup was less of a hookup and more of a using situation because they weren't hooking up with like their peers. It was with prostitutes, poor women, and slaves. Mm. So, um, not great in my opinion. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was much. I. It seems much rapier. Even though it, it was still more so currently like, is rapey. It still is rapey ish, but like I feel like. The people they were having sex with. It changes it. It changes it. Because it's not like their peers, like it is it's now. Not, yeah, it's not their peers, it's literally just random people that they find. Like, and yeah. also it wasn't like... And an, it was like, like have an authority over And they weren't having sense. like a dating app or anything. It literally was just like, let's just go out and see who I can find to go get yeah. this done. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know the exact details of how they were prowling, but I can't imagine it has any good connotation. I can't imagine it being romantic at all. <laughs> oh no, and it actually is the transition away from like courting and into the like sexual confidence and hookup culture that we have now Mm. and the sexual confidence thing i believe is like great but hookup culture in like the genuine context is just kind of like all right okay yeah Uh, yeah it really started to set in in the 1960s um which was the beginning of like the sex sells era yeah um there was less strict morals and because um younger people were able to get away from their parents more with like cars and movie theaters and different like date spots yeah they were able to just be away more and they didn't have as much like authority over them all the time right like before right there's actually like a statistic that shows i don't know how much data there is from the 60s but around that time it went from people getting married at like 23 to 26 to people getting married for the first time in like their 
very late 20s or early 30s Mm -hmm. so it just shows that there's like much less of a romantic aspect of like your first sexual encounter right or your first real like dating encounters right i just really like the history of stuff so i thought that finding it would be really cool especially because it does have a lot of roots in like our culture yeah but moving on to current hookup culture it is mostly seen with uh, college students and 90 percent of university students believe their college has a hookup culture oh yeah yeah. I want to know the 10% that don't think that. Probably, like, really prestigious and or religion-based Probably. schools. Yeah. And there's also a statistic that says most college students have more hookups than first dates. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine yeah. that. I mean, I've, I've, I know someone in my previous friend list of people that I know that definitely went off the rails with hooking up with people, so... Yeah. Yeah. There is a disproportionate amount of men that have uh, higher sex partners than yeah. women. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Because men, we don't have, like, a waiting period or anything. We can literally just go and go crazy, you know? You know? You know what I'm talking about? We don't have a period. We don't have to wait. Oh! <laughs> a literal period. I Liter- thought you were talking about, like, a refractory time. Yeah, I mean, like, the refractory <laughs> time is literally, like, ten minutes. Like, literally. Yeah. You can, but, like, I'm saying we don't have a period. Like, we don't have to. Like, a literal period. We don't have a literal period. You're never period. bleeding out of your pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, it's just easier for men to be able to just go have sex whenever they feel like it because they can. They yeah. simply, they just can. That's just a fact. I'm not that even trying to true. be, like patriarchy or anything it's literally just like <laughs> i wouldn't expect you to be like that anyways. god no absolutely <laughs> um, not but um men are also believed to have more power in the sexual marketplace and prefer casual sex to long-term intimacy in like studies i can't speak for that but yeah. <laughs> i would agree with that i feel like yeah because you always like not always but the stereotype is like women are below men and this is very like heteronormative research that was done because there's not really much research broken down by specific like genders yeah. and their orientations. But I feel like it does kind of make sense across all boards. Yeah, it does. Rebooting. I'm rebooting. <laughs> it's fine. I realize that I can take more time to like think about what I'm saying because I just edit shit out. Yeah. However, researchers believe that hookups are actually good for women in the long run because um, especially in college they're able to have a sexual encounter which um, benefits stress relief Mm. and also doesn't uh, put on the weight of having like a long-term relationship yeah I get that yeah it's more that women are expected to be in a long-term relationship in order to like have sex yeah have sex and men are just like oh we can like stack up bodies who cares right yeah it's a very big double standard and it is shown by women getting shamed a lot more for participating in hookups even though the percentage of men that participate is higher yeah that's interesting yeah and i think it really is the birth of the man-hating culture yeah i can see that because you know like fuck most men yeah let's be real here most men most men. Yeah. Like, 98% of men. <laughs> yeah, there's a good 2%, like milk. <laughs> <laughs> not too fatty, but not, you know, too watery. It's just perfect amount. Yeah, not, like, skim. You don't have any personality, and you're just there. Right. Right. I feel like that would be a bad person. Okay, Coco. Go off, girl. You just meerkatted up onto the window, uh, so. Okay, Coco. Don't Anyways, there are a lot of risks for, like participating in like the active hookups right because there is like more sexual violence because it happens most of the time under the influence of like alcohol or drugs right um 
unintended pregnancies, sexual transmitted disease, and alcohol is just not a good thing to hook up with people under. Yeah. 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 It acts as a social lubricant, though, so it takes away your inhibitions and anxieties. And Making it easier to do it. Yeah, you don't think about what you're doing, and then in the morning, you wake up hungover and hating yourself. Freshman year! Yeah. <laughs> I remember specifically one night. I'm not going to get into it, but let's just say I woke up with a lot of regret. I feel like we've all been there, just waking up in the morning and being like, God damn. And you wake up not at, like, 9 a.m., it's, like, 5.30, 6 yeah. in the morning, you're like, <gasps> You're like, I'm literally dying right now. You're like, SpongeBob, like, whoa. It's like that, like, whole idea on the internet where people are like, when you wake up at three in the morning, like, just like chug a bottle of water and then pass right back out. That's exactly what. But you can't pass back out. Oh, you just like, you just like, you're like, the room is spinning and you're just like, you can't seem to grasp reality. And you really need to pee, but you don't want to get out of bed because you're afraid. You're gonna puke all over the place. Yeah. Ah. Would love Times. to be there again. No, no. I wouldn't. That was my lowest point in time. Yeah. Actually, second lowest point in time. <laughs> it was like the, the precursory dip. Yes, it was like mm-hmm. a little... Um, it was a, it was a it pre-show. Preview, yeah, preview of mm-hmm. what was to come. Yeah. Anyways. And under alcohol, it um, shows that men are likely to regret using someone, while women are more likely to regret feeling used. I feel like that's a very big difference and why there's more shame about I can see that though, like men using someone, because it's like, I can attest to this, I don't know if you can, but like, when you're horny, you don't think right. Like, let's just be honest, you know? Um, I feel like it's more when you're drunk, because I don't have that problem. Oh no. I'm a Lexapro girl though. I mean, girl, same, but like, You're not on Lexapro. Yes, I am. You are? Yeah. Since when? (laughs) Since my doctor's appointment last week. You didn't tell me that. I didn't want to share it because I didn't want to be like someone who talks about their medication 24-7. I love talking about my medication. It talks to me so much. Yeah, I'm taking five milligrams a day. OMG, Lexapro, sister. Bestie. (laughs) Yeah, just wait. You're never going to be horny again. Great. (laughs) Anyways, but okay. To our male listeners, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's something called... I don't know if you know about this, but there's something online called post nut clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never heard this before? No. Oh my god, I'm getting into this. I don't care. Yes, it's very explicit, but I don't care. So, when, at least in my experience, when I'm horny, I will watch things that are a little bit more weird. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that, but like, it's true. I'm exposing myself on the internet. I you don't really care. Are. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be honest with my listeners. Like, Hell come yeah. on. There's post-it clarity. Basically, the minute you're done performing a sexual act, it's like you come back to reality. You're like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> and so I feel like that correlates with men feel like regretting using someone because tongue pop <laughs> because um they get the post not clarity once they're done having sex like whoa i just did that whoa like that might not be a good thing but also i feel like if yeah. you're under the influence of substances it you probably may comes the next day it's like post not hangover clarity yeah 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 because i feel like i get that i like wake up and i'm like oh no what did i just do oh no 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 oh no and i'm acting like this this has happened like many times it really hasn't but there's just like I think two instances I can think of where I was like, oh my god, oh girl, why? Uh, I can think of just like specifically with one person multiple mm-hmm. times. Uh, oof. Yeah. <laughs> oh bestie. Yeah. Oh bestie. <laughs> Anyways. We're um, but that's not, that doesn't happen for everybody. Not everybody like oh. feels bad. Some people are like, damn, yeah, I fucking did that. Move on to the next bitch. Yeah. Yeah. 
brand new bitch I am. Welcome to me, you know? Bring in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing like a call list. It's like a call a, sheet. It's, it's an interview. It's just like they have all their interviewees outside the room and it's just like, let's go. Is that not just like the porn industry? So basically, <laughs> porn is an interview. Yeah. But outside of college, um, a hookup culture that's really ingrained into somebody can last like far into their sexual vitality. So like they might be just fucking all the time with or without their partners, which isn't great. Or they might not be able to have partners because they don't feel the emotional, like the ability to like express their emotions outside of a sexual encounter, which is when it becomes like a problem a problem for them because they're not able to achieve like a romantic relationship unless they're not into that kind of thing. Yeah, but Can't, I've couldn't also, be me. Oh, uh, couldn't be me. I'm a hopeless romantic. Yeah. So like, but I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it does become a problem for other people though because they could be hurting other people in the process. Oh, for sure. Right. Especially if it's like in the worst case scenario. Like, I feel like a lot of movies and TV shows have like the guy that just hooks up with everybody and never is actually in a relationship. Yeah. And they're always like hurting people's feelings. Yeah. And media could be like a funny thing but in real life it would probably be a shitty thing to do yeah i'm actually going to take a brief interlude between the hookup culture aspect Uh and the um to talk about our sponsors no i'm joking (laughs) no i just wanted to talk about the fact that i've been seeing so many snails lately and it's made me so happy i can't relate i love snails so much and i have seen so many of them when i take coco on walks it makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I will literally bend over, make Coco stop walking, and, like, talk to a snail. Where do you see them? On the sidewalk. Oh. Because I'm, like, right next to a body of water, and True. there's a lot of nature outside my apartment. I don't go outside because I don't have a dog I have to take out, so... Well, that sucks for you because I have been so happy lately going outside all the time. Maybe that's what I need to do to feel yeah. happy. Yeah. You always like going hammocking and being outside. True. You probably love it. I mean, I just don't, I just never have the energy to. I'm always so tired, I just want to sleep. Fair. I don't have that luxury because I have to go outside or else I have to clean up accidents on my floor. That and I don't want to do that. true. I also don't want him to have accidents in the house. That's gross. True. So gross. Moving and you know on. what else is gross? Men. Yeah. Anyways, here is the history of dating apps. So, it's actually pretty funny how they, like, began. It actually became with, like, applications, like, physical newspapers that in the 1660s, mostly women would write uh, satirical ads for themselves looking for their perfect husband. And then later, I absolutely love that. It's so funny. I'm just imagining like... Um, it feels like pina coladas. I'm just feeling like... Um, shut up. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> Where did that come from? It's an ad. He's oh. reading an ad. Oh. I was just mm-hmm. going to say like, I'm just imagining like the Salem Witch Trials like a woman writing an ad in the newspaper can levitate <laughs> my ideal man can levitate all that came to my mind was do the peep <laughs> why i'm levitating oh. <laughs> do the peep i think she's a witch who do the peep yeah oh in like the positive witch way because oh, i so think being like a witch the, is really like, cool earthy girl gal boss girl boss um yeah witch. she's magical yeah for sure she levitates and then these these applications in the 20th century um went to the lonely hearts columns which these people would just basically put up uh, ads and papers genuinely searching for a partner now and they would either like put out what they wanted 
or what aspects they had or like a mixture of both okay yeah then they would be able to like get in contact via the newspaper but you had to like pay to put in ads obviously right but i wouldn't want to do that now yeah i wouldn't want to pay for that now it's so easy to get right and now with the introduction of the internet people stop posting ads and use the internet to find partners Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually really began in uh, queer culture, especially for gay men, with Grinder and Scruff coming on the scene in 2009 and 10. I didn't know it was that early. Yeah, it was okay. really early. And then Tinder released in 2012, and then by 2013, 70% of all smartphone users had the app on their phone. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Wow. By 2013. It was so either it was that they year. had downloaded it, I guess, to just like see what it looks like, yeah. or were actively using it. Okay. What is your opinion on dating apps? As a current user of them mm-hmm. I both hate and love them same yeah because I feel like for me in this current point of my life I'm not actively using it to like find a relationship I just enjoy talking to different people yeah like if it becomes something more cool but like most of the time for me and my luck it's like usually the person the people I match with are like 70 80 miles away so it's like I can see them super easily it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to have to tr- like I, I would drive an hour to go see someone but only if we've been talking for a while yeah you know? only if you like expected good things to happen right. not in like just a whim you know? right or like not in like a hookup way because that's mm-hmm. not something I'm gonna be doing um and so I feel and then I feel like the people that are closer either are only looking for that or it's like I'm not interested in them enough to like pursue something further with them you know yeah for sure so and it's like I feel like I like them but I don't and I, I like certain ones versus other ones like I will never get on Grinder or Scruff just because I know that's very just hookup mm-hmm. strictly... that's why I don't get on Tinder well, I strictly go to Tinder, and like, I, I don't even use Bumble. Bumble. I used to use Bumble. I used Bumble. I used to use Bumble. Yeah. But not anymore. Well, in my opinion, I don't really have bad experiences. I think overall dating apps are like a positive thing, but the way that some people use them are distasteful, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think they're a bad thing. I think for the gay community here, at least, because I don't know what it's like in other cities, but I mean, I can assume it's probably the same thing everywhere else. I feel like I hate seeing like people that are like have very little in their bio or whatever and like you can tell that they're just doing it for a hookup it's like mm-hmm. get on grinder yeah. go to grinder yeah. for that because my favorite thing is like my bio i could care less about my pictures but i want to make sure my bio is like really cute especially yeah. since bumble is like one of those that i always make sure to like have interesting stuff props. for people to talk to yeah yeah because like, i want it to be about me not about what i look like like for once i have like an interesting bio on tinder and it's like some people that i match with actually ask me about stuff in my bio i'm like thank you like you actually are talking to me and not just be like hey what's up like yeah. it's like i'm on a dating app what do you think is up like what do you yeah. think i'm up to you know yeah whatever because i don't have to do this boring conversation of what what's up i'm good how about you not much cool cool yeah that's another like, reason that i would prefer to have a bunch of stuff in my bio and i don't really i wouldn't want to interact with people that don't have like words because some people just have pictures and like damn but then sometimes right. i get tired of like the same conversation over and over again where people are like let me talk about what's in your bio it's like oh my god i've had this conversation a million times but like i'm too lazy to change my bio so yeah i also like didn't talk to that many people long term because i used to use dating apps as like I'm going to get on this, and then I'll get on it again in, like, three weeks when I get bored and remember that I have I'm on it, like, daily, but not, like, I'll swipe through people, but I won't message people that often. Like, I have plenty of matches I can message, but I just don't, because I, mm-hmm. I sometimes just don't have the energy to talk to people. That's fair. Yeah. I've also well, talking to strangers on the internet for, mm, almost ten years. Oh, haven't so, we all, besties? So, like, it's an issue. So, like, it's weird to me, because kind of going back to parasocial relationships from our first episode, go listen to that, um, <laughs> but, like, talking about how, like, you can, like, form a relationship with someone, like, on the internet or whatever, but, like, 
if you don't feel like fulfilled from that anymore, you can just stop talking to them and not really feel much guilt. You know? Yeah, because it's just I've, like, oh, I've, they ghosted. Yeah. They and ghosted. I, and I've been a, a victim of that, and I've also been someone that's done that to other people. So, yeah. But I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, that's yeah. my take on and dating Speaking apps. of uh, talking to strangers on the internet, one time Christian and I were on Omegle, um, on the video <laughs> chat, and this like 14 year old oh boy came in our thing and was like it was so funny is she your dishwasher and we <laughs> cackled we were like so... i felt i was very offended by it but i was also so shocked that i couldn't not laugh right and it then was really there was funny. another um person there was a cop do you remember this do you remember what you did no <laughs> we came up on a cop a cop was on a makeup and pre went a cap or like are you i think he said a cap you fucking pig and then we got <laughs> to the next one i literally don't remember that we were also drinking wine yeah but you said that and then there's also another person that was like pick your favorite cards so and we said our favorite cards and then he flipped around and there were like porno screenshots on each card oh, yeah. <laughs> It was very funny. That one was a shocker. That, but all three, because you just surprised me when you said that to the cop. I was like, oh my god. I didn't want to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Can you blame me? No, I can't. He even left you. my brain. The dishwasher dude was funnier. Yeah, that's true. What can I say? If you're gonna, um, what's the word? Disrespect women, then at least be funny about it. <laughs> a writer named Ashley Fetters believes that most of what's changed with the apps is the method of meeting, not the end goal. Repeat for the that, most part. Repeat so that again. I thought the, the thing that's changed with the dating apps is the method of meeting, but not the end goal of the communication. What do you mean? Go into that. I, it's not. It's going so way in my head. So you're able to meet different people that you normally wouldn't in your life because of these apps, because you're just seeing random people from your area, not from like things you're involved with. Mm. So it's the method of meeting changing. And then, like, you're still able to have a strong bond after that. In some oh. cases, if you're, like, with a successful relationship, you're able to have a strong bond off of that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> a man named William Chopic that works for the MSU Department of Psychology believes that dating apps are actually ruining the dating game. Um, he believes that they, quote, unquote, dehumanize relationships and they keep people from long-lasting relationships. I wouldn't agree with that statement mm -hmm. because I feel like there are some successful relationships that do come out of dating apps, but I will say like the dehumanizing aspect of it, maybe so. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like people's like, I feel like just with modern technology and everything and the way we communicate with everyone via phone now, like just texting or dating apps or however, Snapchat especially, like our communication skills have really gone down. For sure. Yeah. It is so difficult to hold a conversation with people. Right. It really, it can't, I find Especially it Especially if I, like, don't know them in person. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, like, I, like, when I went on my first date, going back to the first date we talked about at the beginning, like, it was very awkward, like, the first, like, 15 minutes of the date because we had not spoken that much on Tinder or Snapchat when we were talking. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have much to go off of when we met in person. Yeah. So, but, like, once we started asking questions and kind of getting into different topics and everything, it got better. I mean, like, you could also argue that that's basically any relationship has the first date that's really awkward. True. Or most, I would say, have a really True. awkward first well, date. True. Like, I went on, like, I guess a date, like, two weeks ago with a guy, mm -hmm. and I don't think we're both interested in each other in a, like, romantic way or anything. I think we just kind of wanted to, like, hang out, but... Is that I your mean, short king? No, not him. Another one. Oh. What? <laughs> uh, the one I went to lunch with. That wasn't your short king? Oh, no, we just oh he was still short. Yeah, yeah he was still short. short. Yeah, but anyways, um, 
like we got lunch and like we hit it off really well when we first started talking so like yeah. it, I think it just depends on the person I think it depends on the energy you give off as a person and everything but like for sure we had also kind of been chatting for a couple days too it's so, like we had some substance to talk about so mm-hmm. yeah I agree but I just think that a lot of people can dehumanize others when they're using dating apps because they're like for the most part dating apps are used based on what you look like mm. like at the end of the day that is if you have pretty pictures and an ugly bio no one's really gonna care because they're gonna want to swipe right on you yeah because you are hot yeah but if you have ugly pictures and a pretty bio people are probably gonna be like mm. unless people read your bio and like oh this person seems nice but like yeah. i feel like 90 percent of dating app users probably don't read bios I think 50-50 probably. Probably. Because if, if I have matched, I have matched with people that like are genuinely wanting to have like conversations and meet people, and then I've also the people like the people that like that pick up the conversation based on your bio versus people that are just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. I feel like Tinder or any dating app splits into those two people unless that you're like really on Grinder or something because that's just like what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. that just it's not that they're bad people. It's like they just have a different way of communicating their interests. And it just does match up, which is what dating apps are for, because you have different ways of communicating your interests. Right. And I have met wonderful people on dating apps. Same. Cannot complain. One of my best friends is from a dating app, so... That is adorable. Yeah. I guess that's a good, like, little jumping off point. <laughs> so you go into a couple questions. Yeah. From when you were a kid to when, like, now, would you say that your introduction to dating apps has, like, changed your perspective on relationships? You answer that first, because I... Because um, little kid me was... Um, hopelessly romantic. I thought that, like, love was just going to stop me in the face as soon as I walked out my door. Yeah. And then, like, I realized, obviously, that's not true. But I think dating apps, they didn't necessarily change my view of dating, but I think they definitely, like, awakened that, like, oh, it it doesn't work like that. Because I I did grow up watching rom-coms. I can't even lie. I love a rom-com. Yeah. That just ain't realistic, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with you. I feel like I'm in the same boat as you. Because, like, I... And I feel like, to an extent, I still am, like, longing for, like, hopeless romantic stuff to do with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to, like, go on a picnic date and watch a sunset, like, Well, blah, I think blah, you blah. can still do that, like, from a dating app. Like, right. you can have a really sweet relationship Right, after but, like, app. I expect to, like, fully fall in love on that date. That's my yeah. thing. Like, I, and that's the thing for me. I fall hard so fast. I think I blame rom-com movies for that because yep. in rom-com movies, they fall in love so quick. It's like they've known each other for three days and they're getting engaged a week later. Like No, literally. So, like, or, like, at least because I think you're seeing what the movie shows you which is only you know maybe an hour and a half to two hours long you expect it to happen that quickly mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen that quickly like there's levels to relationships and everything and i think i agree i think it made me realize like okay dating is not like this do i still wish it could be like that yes but also there's mm-hmm. part of me that knows like i can't have that like it's just not gonna happen yeah and it also awakened me to see that some people are just really distasteful yeah like you think that you have, like, a view of most people in the world and that they're going to mostly adhere to what you think. And then all of a sudden, boy, do they disappoint you. Yeah. It is insane. I think I remember because I got started getting on dating apps when I turned 18, like a good legal person. Actually, well, I was on, like, other websites when I was younger, so can't really say anything about that. But you should call them what they are. They're forums. Yeah, they're forums. Um, but... When I first got on Tinder, I matched the guy who was like 22, lives back at like lives 
like another the city over from where I was living back at home mm-hmm. and like this was like literally like three weeks after turning 18 it's like fresh off the boat 18 and um like he wanted to see me and everything and like wanted to hang out and me go on a date with me and I was like well I'm not out I'm not ready to come out like we can go do a movie at night or like no one's really probably gonna see us or anything blah 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 mm-hmm. blah so we had planned to do it, but every time like he would like try to confirm it, I'd be like, "Oh, I have something going on." Blah 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 blah, and he would like start getting upset, playing victim with, like playing victim to me, yeah. like trying to get me to feel bad for him, so I would go on a date with him. And I was like, mm, "No," and then finally I got to the point. I was like, "I'm gonna block him just because I'm kind of tired of doing this," because he had done it multiple times. I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, you get two chances, you're done." That's my rule book. Fair. And um, he took screenshots of her messages and then DMs me on Instagram and sent me um, screenshots of him about to send a message to my mother of um, our messages. And like this oh, whole me- I remember that. And this whole message that was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say, like, your son's gay, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I this was before you were out. This is before I was out, like, to anyone. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, 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 So. That's fucked up. Yeah, that really, and I think that really just, like, was a good wake-up call for me when I turned 18. Like, you don't need to be that's too That's not a wake-up call, that's a trauma story. Yeah, it is a trauma story, but yeah. it's also a wake-up call to make me come to realize, like, people are shitty. People mm-hmm. are shitty. And I'm like, why would you willingly ruin someone else's life people piss me off all the time like guys have pissed me off in the past before yeah hate men fuck men whatever but like i'm not gonna go ruin their life because of that you know yeah just unless they did something completely super bad yeah unless they like really did something bad like fuck men yeah yeah that was a fun wait if they did something really bad fuck men yeah but if not still fuck men just ghost them yeah move on block block them that's what I ended up doing. And yeah. then went to my mom's Facebook account. I was like, hey, 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 find them, block them, moved on. Fair. Yeah. We love um, overthrowing adults. I love a good trauma story. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note, do you have any advice for being on dating apps and navigating them? Just be authentic, I feel like. Like, I have gotten made fun of for my Tinder profile before because it was, like, too authentic. And I'm like, I'm being myself. Like, fuck off. Like, if I'm going to be myself, I'm going to be myself. Like, yeah. I, don't put too much of yourself out there, I feel like. Cause, like yeah, like, keep some things to your chest. You need right. some of those. Well, like, don't, like, trauma dump on Tinder in your Tinder bio. But, like, also... Trauma dumping on Tinder. Yeah. But, like, don't trauma dump. But, like, definitely have stuff that's interesting about you, your interest and everything. But, like... Don't put it all out there because you want to save it for a conversation with someone else later. You yeah. know, like if you actually end up meeting them or something, you know? Yeah, and also like don't share too much because some people can really get themselves in trouble with sharing a little too much. Mm-hmm. And that's like the scariest thing. Like not even in a like joking way, like, oh don't don't be too personal, but like genuinely don't, because that can be like a really bad thing to do. Yeah. Well like you don't I'm not saying you never know someone's intentions, you never know what they're gonna do. So, yeah, like, don't make the mistake of me having a first date at your apartment. Yeah. That was a mistake. That was, I that don't was know a, why you did that. You know, I think it was because it was with a girl I felt a little safer. True. Oh, silly me. I was only traumatized emotionally. Not physically, for once. Wow. As if I haven't been traumatized emotionally in the past. Oh, if only, but those didn't come from dating apps. Yikes. Those came from the real world, and that's the scary part. World sucks. World's a dark place. The world does suck. And on that note, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, do you have any little closing remarks? Um, Let's do something that you're excited for. Swifty night, baby. I'm so excited I'm for so Swifty night. I'm so fucking excited. So, if, for those that don't know, a local bar here in town is doing a Swifty's night. And if you have listened to the first podcast, 
again, go the listen Swift to defect. it. The Swift Defect, go listen to it. Uh, we talk about Taylor Swift, and I am a big Swifty. Not as like big as my other friend that we know, mutual friend that we have, um, mm-hmm. but I'm still a Swifty at heart. Like I still yeah. love her to death. And I'm, so it's, they're doing Swifty Night where they're only playing Taylor Swift music tomorrow night, and I'm. So I excited. hope that they're only playing Taylor. They have to. That's like. Well, I went to an 80s do, night a a couple weeks ago, I went to an 80s night, and there was absolutely no 80s music playing, which was a big old fat disappointment. Did people just dress up as 80s? No. So, what was the point of the theme? I mean, I dressed up as 80s. Love that. Kind of. Well, like... The makeup was If they 80s. watch them play, like, Taylor Swift, like, an hour, and then they're gonna be like, okay, It'll be remixes. Done. EDM remixes. Oh, my God. It'll be all the cardigan remixes. That's what they're gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they play Mr. Perfectly Fine, because I saw a tweet about, like, screaming that and i just want to i will be there screaming with you yeah i'm so excited but it's yeah. more gonna be me screaming with you because you're the swifty here True. i'm just branding myself as an internet swifty even though i'm not but like you are to an extent you're like a. I have the vibes of a swifty yeah but you're like a newcomer Swifty, you know? Yeah. i was I, too lazy to listen to most of her music that is true but i did i did um christen you with dear john so yeah and i also listened to uh crazy crazier a couple months ago and i remembered yeah. all the lyrics even though i haven't listened to it since i was nine good for so you so i think that was me unearthing my past swifty cool anything you're <laughs> yeah. excited about um i'm also excited about swifty night and i'm also excited to work on a group project in approximately an hour and 17 minutes that's so much fun yeah i would rather much rather be um knee deep in a bowl of mac and cheese watching Bob's Burgers, but I guess here we are. I will be having pasta for dinner again. I got Annie's uh, vegan broccoli cheddar mac. Ooh, let me know how that is. I will. I will. Don't worry. You're gonna get a review. Okay, good. Yeah. We send each other reviews of, like, things that we try. We send each other everything. We really do. (laughs) We really do. There's not a private moment that either of us have, really. Well, we do have private moments, but, like... They're rare. They're rare. Yeah. Yeah. If something Snapchat, happens, baby. yeah. If something happens, it's a tweet, Snapchat, or text at this point. Yeah. If it's urgent, it's a text. If it's just a funny, sh- yeah, it's a snap. It's a snap. If it's general, it's a tweet. Yeah. That's and that I think that's right. that's a good little that's a good wholesome that's a good wholesome friendship that's a good triangle of friendship right there. <laughs> when you only tweet for your best friend to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have each other's notifications on on Twitter. Oh, of course we have to. I have uh, three people's notifications. You're on. the only person I have, because also I don't follow that many people on Twitter. So well, I've also I have, just recently started getting involved on Twitter. So yeah, I've made you into a Twitter person because I so still don't fun. even use it that often. But like, I use it all the time. We know. I'm also making him into a Reddit person, but don't worry, I'm not gonna let them any anywhere near the bad parts of reddit <laughs> i'm on like r slash frogs <laughs> i like follow things but like i generally haven't like looked at it since i downloaded it's it, really fun so. it's easy to just forget what time it is and then you're like oh shit i'm gonna be late to school you need to get out of bed right now i woke up this morning at 7 30 had to be at work at 8 and i had to leave <laughs> at 7 40 i was ready in 10 minutes um I woke up this morning at 6.30 like a good noodle, and then I stayed in bed until 6.50. Well, I woke up at 6.30, but I passed right back out because I was exhausted. Fair. I was so tired this morning. I'm going to go to bed as soon as my group chat is done later because I have been... I have not let myself rest properly while I've been sick. Yeah. And it's also, like, my first day that I haven't had work in a while, so I'm very tired. Yeah, can imagine. Yeah, and I also worked extra yesterday, which was... A mistake, but a worthwhile one. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode about hookups and modern dating. 
And trauma dumping on Tinder. Trauma dumping on Tinder is um, a hobby that I've never taken part of, but I think I'd enjoy it. Now, doing mutual trauma dumping on Tinder, that's fine. Yeah. Like, when you're both just, like, dropping trauma, great, good time. But if it's just, like, one person, like, the response is, like, oh, damn, oh, damn, <laughs> oh, damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'm a Capricorn, so I don't think I could just do that on Tinder. I have uh, to I have, like, I've done personal... it before. I have done it before. Well, we are not the same. <laughs> I'm I a am, Capricorn sun, Aquarius And moon. I'm an Aries moon, Gemini. Aries sun, Gemini moon. <laughs> the Gemini moon really killed you, huh? The Gemini moon is what? Happy Libra season. You're going to thrive this month. This is like your month. Yeah, it really is. Have fun with it. I'm so excited. Um, this has been Cheaper Than Therapy. With Christian. And Bree. You follow can follow us. us on our socials. Yes. Minus Brie Noelle on Instagram and Twitter. Uh. Minus Christian B. Hewitt on Instagram. And I honestly don't even know my own Twitter handle. I think it's CB Hewitt. Yeah, it's CB Hewitt. You can just look for him in my tweets. Yes, or go to <laughs> our profiles on Instagram and Twitter and you can follow us Cheap ass therapy. Cheap ass therapy. Have a good week, besties. Bye, sisters. See ya.